Hi, I'm Todd Nadenson. And I'm Lena Morgan. You ready? Whoa. <laughs> That's how one of the songs begins. That was so intense. <laughs> All right, were you ready to keep it real? Because we keep it real here on Song vs. Song. Is that true? I think we keep it real. I'm not being I, fake. I think we keep it a little too real. <laughs> Maybe some things should wind up in the edit, really. <laughs> oh, we are keeping it real today because we are doing songs about keeping it real despite being ridiculously uber rich. We are doing Jennifer Lopez's Jenny from the Block versus Glamorous by the one and only Fergie Ferg. Are you excited for this? I literally thought of this episode like two seconds before I announced it. Oh, well. It was a spontaneous uh, thing that somehow I hadn't thought of before ever. I mean, it makes... So, the how the sausage gets made of of the episodes is that this is only slightly weird for us in that there's a little more time between the songs than we usually do, but... I think because of the subject matter of the songs and the fact that I think in a weird way, both of these songs for different reasons, very suddenly became relevant again. Yeah, this I didn't realize how relevant Jenny from the block was till I rewatched the video and I'm like, oh, right, right. It's weird because it's not really the the song. The this is me then album, certainly having just hit a 20th anniversary is suddenly very relevant to Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Fergie, of course, being sampled recently in a uh, Jack Harlow song. You know, I feel like Glamorous was a song people liked but didn't love until like this last year when they got revived and everyone was like, actually, this might have been her best song. I'd never heard it before. You What? I don't I know. Was you not, I was not listening to the radio in 2006, Chum. Well, this would have been more 2007. Still, I mean, my the, the point stands. Um, Fergie really was completely, like, I guess I would have known she existed. That's it. See, that, this is funny because my pop dead zone is the J-Lo era. That's well, when good, I was doing thing. deep in my indie rock phase. You and I, I think, are going to balance each other out just fine. Anyway, so to be clear, the reason these two songs are going up against each other are because they have a similar subject matter. That being that even though both of these women are quite wealthy, quite famous, Mm -hmm. they have not forgotten where they came from. They are still the women that they once were. And also uh, because within the last year to two years, these songs and artists have suddenly found some kind of new relevance that perhaps they had not had for one reason or another one. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I don't think you did, but it is a thing that is relevant. I mean, I don't Uh, think about a lot, really. I don't have many thoughts (laughs) rattling around in my head. I mean, I think about things all the time, but only in the most moronic way (laughs) imaginable. Um, All right. So those are, those are the reasons Todd, let us not, waste time too late which of these two songs is better i would have to go with glamorous easily i uh, i'm gonna guess you're gonna say the same but i don't know actually i'm so you know you have no fond memories of it you're not nostalgic for it the the way no i no, i'm not but i will say that i am we'll get into this as we get into the episode did my best to sort of put everything out of my mind or try and recontextualize it in a way that is sensible and not, you know, gut reaction to the culture um, for both the songs and both of the artists. Because, you know, I may not, eventually I knew who Fergie was. And then she was contextualized as being part of Black Eyed, Black Eyed Peas and how irritating they are. <laughs> you, um, I don't know, we did the My Humps episode and you were like, I, I don't care about My Humps, which is like so weird to me. Like it feels like that should I be a don't. strong... I mean, did you I don't know, care at all. Did you at least know that song when it was around? Because I can't I, remember. I'm going to tell you, really, it was when I when you lived in my neck of the woods and a couple other people also lived in, in this neck of the woods, this part of New York, that I was way more aware 
of like black eyed peas and LMFAO and like, cause uh, there's certain kinds of music that bubbled up because of an interest of some people in that group. And that, other than that, I just really had no, no connection, no, no thought in head. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm going to give it to Jenny from the block. Really? Yes, really. 100%. And I listened to them back to back a couple of times to make sure that I was sure. And I'm really, wow, really sure. I did not see that coming. Well, here we are. Our, We're in a fight. You know, I feel like, okay, why? Why? I got to know this first. Why? <laughs> okay. Well, the short answer is that I really, really like the, the different songs that they pulled from, all the samples they took, and the way that they mixed them all together, I think work tremendously well. I don't think it's a really complicated song, but I think that all of the parts that they took work so well together that that song hits really well for me now. It has not, I don't like, I don't really care about the, at, at this point in 2023, I don't care if, if Jennifer Lopez is real or not. Is, 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 is real. That's not important to me. I don't think it's important to her either anymore, frankly. <laughs> it's It's been over two decades. Uh, I think she's probably past worrying about her uh, legitimacy in this regard. No, it really has nothing to do with the lyrics. I know people like to talk about how Jennifer Lopez can't sing. I find her saying to be thoroughly competent. Um, there's a certain syncopation to the way that she delivers the lines that I really like. But mostly it's just... I think that they sampled really good songs in a way that work really well. We can probably at some point talk about the fact that they sampled a sample, basically, um, <laughs> that created some controversy. And there's a lot of controversy around this song and this music video and this time in Jennifer Lopez's career. But I don't know. When I listened to them back to back, I was like, this song is great. This song really works for me. Um, Waiting for Tonight is still, I think, now and forever always going to be my favorite J-Lo song. But, oh, yeah, um, very much. That's a, that's a no-brainer. But I really, and I hated Jenny from the Block, the song, when it came out. I remember absolutely loathing it um, back in 2002, 2003. I love it now. Like, I, this is the beauty of this show. I never know when a song I really hated, I now suddenly like. But I suddenly like this song. Just like how, like, 2007 is a dead zone for you. 2001 2002 is like a dead zone for me i just didn't like the sound of pop music at the time so i was pretty deep in my indie rock phase and it's hard it's been really hard for me to recontextualize songs from like the early 2000s before like 2003 when i started really getting into pop music like that just that sound is just like i don't know it's just something that won't ever hit like you know how there are like stupid, annoying songs from your childhood, but you were the right age for them. So they will always sound good to you. Like I was the wrong age for this being 19. I want to present a hypothesis here, which is, I mean, I guess I, I could see how 19 would be the wrong age, but you know, I would have been in my early twenties. It's not that big a difference. Uh, so something I want to float is that, I think part of the reason why I was so down on the song, I now I'm, I don't have a time machine. I can't guarantee you this is true, but I think I suspect it's that this idea of a rich person trying to maintain credibility as someone from the Bronx probably hit a sour note for me. And so for, for like the, for like the last, but like not just because of her, I think at the time, because we were, just a couple of years out from 9-11, anytime people were pre <laughs> oh, right. preoccupied with this type of nonsense, I would get irritated. I was a very angry person at the time. Not like now. <laughs> um, but no, I was very particularly, you know, mad at rich people. Not like now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that that probably really bugged me. But if you want to talk about that, that time, that place, that era of music, especially for Jennifer Lopez. I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff because that was, you know how you did that uh, Morgan Wallen review recently and you felt like you had to spend the first like t 
like 90% of that episode is you trying to unpack your feelings about stuff before you could talk about the song and the actual song review part is very short. Yes. I, I totally get what you mean because it feels like Jennifer Lopez, the person overwhelmed Jennifer Lopez, the singer, the actress so much in a way that Fergie never did. Fergie never had that kind of cult of personality. Well, there was just so it's so weird to look at it now because I don't think of Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the block, JLo. I don't I don't think of her in that way at all now. But at the time, the cult of personality on her was off the charts. Huge, massive. And it was because she was popular in more than one milieu, right? She was doing more than one thing at once, and she was very good at attention grabbing. It's interesting. I was, well, when I was going through to try to find different things, I'm trying to keep this from being a tangent. Here's the thing I want to single out. I found an article that was more recent, like around like a 2016, 2017 era article by E! Online talking about um, J-Lo and talking about um, her connection to the Bronx. And then an article from 2002-2003 talking about this song and Jennifer Lopez as pertains to Jenny from the Block. That was from a publication that you might know. It's called the New York Post. Oh, good times. And here's the thing. At the time, New York Post, Fox News, stuff like that, they were, you know, I mean, they were always kind of, let's call them partisan rags and and be honest. Um Mm-hmm. But they definitely didn't like her, and it permeated the atmosphere in a really profound way. And I was reading this article from from the the Jenny from the Block era, and they went to her neighborhood in the Bronx where she grew up, and the whole article was about how nobody really knew her, and if anybody did, they didn't talk about her, and they didn't really like her, and most people agreed that. She was not authentic. It didn't matter that she'd come from there. She never gave any money or any real support to the neighborhood. She was a real bitch. And the the big thing was she's not J-Lo. She's J-Ho. Cringe. Uh... But this was the dialogue around her. And the music video for Jenny from the Block plays a big part in this. And I think it's... I can't remember for sure... But I certainly recall the 2000, the the year 2000 Grammys also having this impact because of the, that Versace dress. Do you remember? Do I remember? Well, I don't know, but maybe people don't know. Some people who listen to the podcast. She walked out in a green dress that like, it looked like it was like the size of a handkerchief and it was like, could it fly off at any moment? It was just very plunging. Um, It did not leave a lot and it, it was a little sheer and. I think like the following year, Matt Parker and Trey Stone did, you know, one of them wore, wore yeah. the dress and it was just a, it was like a cultural moment. And I think that if you were, let's say, um, built upon this idea that women pop stars are supposed to be inspirational in a puritanical way, you know, the Britney Spears sort of vibe, right? That expectation that people had on Britney they tried to put on Jennifer Lopez and that shit was never going to fly. That was never going to work on her. Never in a million years because she's not a white girl. And it's just not like, that's just like that particular idea. She, she was never going to actually be able to achieve it anyway. So why would she bother? Why she was never going to be accepted in that world, but they'd still occasionally try and drag her down. And I feel like Jenny from the block is the peak because she was so successful doing what she was doing. She was like in like made in Manhattan and she was doing a bunch of stuff. She was just, her presence was felt. She was everywhere. And then she started dating Ben Affleck. Which I, I remember the seems so insane at the time. Truly the, 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 the Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani of the era. The JLo backlash, I think began before Ben, because I remember because I was with a bunch of music snobs and, there was already talk that she couldn't sing or that she right. was like lip syncing. Her obsession with realness began before Jenny from the block. Before that was I'm real. Yep. Love don't cost a thing. 
I'm Real remix. It was weird. She was so obsessed with it, of, of projecting some kind of image of realness and like completely failing at it. No one bought it. She just did not give off vibes of a local girl made good. Yeah, I think what's funny, uh, Jenny, Jenny from the Block in particular, it's uh, it's the lyric about about being on Oprah that I was like, you really, <laughs> it's a bad lyric, and also, uh, it's how do you even explain that without it just being clinically obvious? <laughs> yeah. You can't, you cannot say yes, I was on Oprah, and then pass as just just Jenny from the Block. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we're probably going to talk about Jennifer Lopez more than we talk about Fergie. But like my big thing with Fergie is that I kind of believe her like that. She does still roll through Taco Bell because for one, she just mentioned Taco Bell, which I cannot imagine Jennifer Lopez a going to Taco Bell or and if she did ever mentioning Taco Bell. I mean, I've seen the pictures of her with the Dunkin Donuts with Ben and that's like that's all Ben. That's but here's the thing. I don't. Mm, OK. Yeah. I'm going to defend Jennifer Lopez. You ready? You know how uh, we do this podcast, you and me? You know how uh, I... Um, Badly, but go on. Yeah, 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 correct. You know, I talk about uh, being from New Jersey a lot. You do. How often do you think I go to New Jersey, which is a state away from me? Okay, you are close to Jersey, but I don't know, like being a uh, mile away from the Jersey state line is like being 5,000 miles away. I'm a car owner, from, Todd. I could go there at any time. You know it. There's I don't, more know, why, than I don't just, know why you're making an excuse for me in this regard. What I'm saying to you is this. I'm never there. Never. Yeah. And yet, I still talk about myself as being a Jersey native because I'm I'm real. Uh, <laughs> Were you a poser this entire time? No. Are no, you I still, wasn't. Are you still Lena the, from the block? Is that what you're trying the, to say? The point is that just because I'm very rarely there, just because just because it's not a, a huge part of my daily life, just because I'm not, you know, going to the the Creskill deli and being like, let me get a egg on a bagel, salt, pepper, ketchup, like just because I don't do that anymore doesn't somehow mean that you the jersey is out of me. And I think that Jennifer Lopez is dealing with that on a much grander scale because she's fucking loaded. And also, yeah, I mean, she just doesn't, she lived that part of her life. There's this part of her that is always going to have that inside of her, but that doesn't mean that she wants to go and live on the block, literally. It doesn't mean that she wants to do all the same stuff the exact same way. It just means that no matter what way in which she lives, there's always going to be this aspect in the DNA of her and the fact that people deny that for whatever reason in 2000 to 2002, 2003, and probably a little while beyond really bothered her, you know, and that way that YouTubers sudden sometimes have that paranoia that they're not authentic. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, also, also I don't know. JLo is a woman. And the, and the rules can be, I mean, I know that Fergie's a woman too, but I wonder if Fergie got away with it because she had like a whole band that she was a part of and being in a band is different. I want to say that like five years of difference can be a big difference. Absolutely. But also JLo just projected glamour. She was like an old school black and white glamour for the sake of glamour type celebrity. She did not like not only did she not seem like she came from the streets, she always seemed like she was too good for them in a way that Fergie never did. Fergie, like she was part of the black eyed peas. You cannot like feel superior to people while you're part of the black eyed peas, while you're making, making songs like my humps and Fergalicious. No, but the thing is, I don't know, dude, like I grew up where I grew up and I've been around the type of people I've been around and, it's this strange notion that somehow um, I'm not I'm not that, 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 that JLo is like, like there's no like girls from the block who aren't Hollywood gorgeous, like always like it, full, it's not full, the, full, full, full beat, really going for it every day. Those, those women exist. I'm not saying it because she she was too pretty for the streets and I'm not saying it because she was too fashionable for the streets. It was more to it than that. She seemed like, and for, for the record, I'm not 
defending it. I'm just explaining it how where's that uh, thing came from, because certainly Jennifer Lopez in 2003 is much different than Jennifer Lopez in 2023. Sure. Well, I don't think she cares anymore for one thing. I don't think it matters, um, which is also the reason why uh, Benefer reigned supreme in 2023. Their their problem always was that they cared what other people thought, and now they don't have to anymore because Jennifer Lopez is successful no matter what she does, and Ben Affleck is fucked no matter what he does. (laughs) So might as well lean in. Jennifer Lopez at the time, at the time, seemed arrogant. That's how that was her image. And like the, the like she had like this big interview in like premiere or something where she talked smack about every single other actress her in her age group. Mariah Carey hated her like she seemed mean at the time. I again, I know. I mean, I, I remember all that stuff. But really what I remember was that you'd have papers like the post and Fox news and stuff like that. You know, I, they they really found a way to focus on one side of, of the die, right? Jennifer Lopez is a stuck up bitch and I don't know her, but I believe that sometimes she is. (laughs) I don't know her. I don't know her. (laughs) I do. Yes. To, to yes. I don't know her. However, uh, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know who else is kind of a stuck-up bitch? Mariah Carey. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares about that, do they? No, she owns. Uh, she's great. I and mean, I, Mariah, you know, it, does, it doesn't really matter that sometimes time. she's like that. But, yeah, I just think that people honed in on Jennifer Lopez's certain certain attributes. And during the Jenny from the Block era in particular, they also singled in on this relationship with Ben Affleck because Ben had been with a, a different Jennifer, which is prior to that, hadn't he? Wasn't that? Didn't he leave a Jennifer Garner for? No, I don't think. I don't think uh, he. Hooked oh, up am with I Garner doing this out of later. order? He'd been in a movie with her, but I don't think she. He'd been in a relationship till later, and then he tanked that because he's Ben Affleck. But I just, I can the some of the stuff. It's like what, what were the order of events? I remember Gigli, and of course, take a drink because I remember Jersey Girl. Oh, uh, Kevin's. Kevin Smith, baby, top of his top of his game. Like if we can't if we can't work it into Star Trek, we will work it in to Kevin Smith. I feel like that's our backup. That's true, and I don't have any that I could come up with yet. If I find a way to, to get Star Trek into this one, it will be yeah miraculous. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that looking back on it now, I was very happy to be fed a diet of J Lo's a, a bitch. And she's not talented and she doesn't deserve it. And she doesn't actually care about the, the, the proverbial block. She's not supporting them in any way. And, it, I, you know, at the time I was not interested going, you know, I should look into that. Is that actually true? Is she actually not supporting anybody? Um, having done the research now, the answer is I don't think she was at the time particularly. She was giving to charities, but I don't know that she was actively and directly giving to the part of the Bronx that she was from now in the years since she has, she absolutely has. I think that's relevant. I think that, you know, again, all of this is, this is the long way around of saying, I think we should collectively put this to bed when evaluating the song. I think it, it, I understood. I understand why it mattered then. I don't think it matters now. This is me then. Yes. And this is, yes, yes. I don't know. Like it's been interesting about this. Like, how Jennifer Lopez, like after this, this was like her like last hit or next to last hit. And after like for the rest of the two thousands, she just kind of disappears. And then when she, she had a comeback that didn't really feel like a comeback. She was just back. And then like, there's never been like a big leave Jennifer alone. There's not been like the big reevaluation exactly where it was like, wow, she was so mistreated. Well, she had a, she had a movie that was a huge hit and I feel like that was a big, Hustlers, right? Yeah, I feel like that was a pretty big deal in the rejuvenation of her image overall. Um, well, she had a big hit in 2011 with Pitbull, right? And that was like, a, and then at at that point, you could officially not call her a has been. She's doing fine. She's going to be famous forever. But it is important to know that that her and, and definitely Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck basically said that the music video for Jenny from the Block killed his career. Oh, yeah. It's a terrible video. 
It's a terrible video. It it's is a, like it's a weird video. I don't know. It's about all the paparazzi peeking in on J Lo and occasionally J Lo and Ben. There's a part where they're on a yacht and she, he's literally kissing her ass. I like, here's here's my my takeaway from it. I think that they both were really annoyed, and that irritation is justified. I think when you are in the public eye, you have to be really careful about the way you express your frustration when you are unbelievably fucking rich in, let's say, an era of recession right after the greatest American tragedy of everybody's (laughs) lifetime for the most part. It's, as we say in the more modern day, a bad look. Uh, and so I think that was the larger issue. That music video is just a representation of every worst way you could handle, um, unwanted attention. Well, I mean, it just doesn't have anything to do with being from the block. No, it doesn't. It surely doesn't. She just wanted to say, fuck y'all. And it turns out if you do that, the entire planet is entitled to say, fuck you right back. And that's what happened. I didn't realize Till we started talking how much this is going to be weighted towards JLo just by the fact that she's more interesting to talk about. But like Glamorous is very easily the better song. I see. And the thing is, I don't agree. And I don't. And the thing is, it's not because of all this stuff that I like Jenny from the block more. You know me. We've had this conversation um, recently because of. Um, flowers and that new Miley Cyrus album that we do not agree upon that I find Uh, that album to be deeply mediocre and I don't get the love for flowers and the fact that so much of the popularity of that song seems to be founded in people trying to like figure out what the lyrics mean what the release date was diagnose the whole situation and feel like they've got like they understand Miley and they are the same as my that shit drives me crazy I don't like that. And for me to be able to enjoy Jenny from the block, I had to basically deprogram myself. Okay. Well, I'm going to say here, I don't know what Fergie did wrong that no one has ever been interested in her personal life. Cause she's married to a famous actor. I think I was about to say, I was like, what has Josh Duhamel been in? I know he's famous for something. And now I can't think of anything he's done. Is he a, was he one of the Transformers guys? One of the nameless humans? I don't know. I it's what's so interesting. Is, God, I wish I I wish there was a way for me to suddenly be friends with Fergie or like <laughs> being good enough with her to have a an an honest upfront conversation about this because I often wonder how much control people have over their image, like who their agents were and the way in which they tried to exhibit control over the image they have at, at, at peak. Because once you get to a certain amount of fame, like it's chaos, so there's only so much you could do. What I remember about Fergie was that she got, she was kind of treated the way that Tara Reid was. Not unattractive, that people, but people kind of perceived her as being like trashy and even, and please understand this is not my opinion of her, like disease-ridden and gross. <laughs> And like, I don't think that's true at all. But for whatever reason, I remember there being a culture around her where people were like, I wouldn't touch that. I don't want to get any weird diseases. Like, I remember that. And it wasn't coming from me because I didn't know who the fuck she was. I don't really remember that. But I do get the sense that there was like something kind of not glamorous about Fergie and the Black Eyed Peas just because. I mean, My Humps is a repulsive song in many ways. And like that, once you release a My Humps, you're never going to be Jennifer Lopez after that. Yes, you're never going to be G-L-A-M. And it's funny because when you look at it, like Fergie trying to present herself as, uh, you know, down to earth, no matter how much success she has, it feels like she has less of a claim on it. Like, I don't know much about her background, but I know that she was like a child actress and she was in a lot of things and she'd been in the industry forever before she joined the black eyed peas. So like there is like, if you find like 
Mr. T's be somebody or be somebody's fool or something like that, you can find a, like a little baby Fergie in there somewhere. I think it also didn't help that uh, she was going by Fergie. That'll do which it. Is, yeah. Which, is, which has got big British royalty vibes, you know, like that's weird. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that's a for very a while. I didn't thing. know. I was like, wow, that British Royal Fergie is in a band called black. Eyed Peas. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I think there's something very unglamorous about the name Fergie. It is it, not like, the even most if it's a, there's a Royal name that, if she did, she want to be in the limelight. I don't. You might have a better answer to that than me. Sometimes I think people will say to an agent, "Hey, I don't actually want to be like I'm putting out this solo album because I want to. I want to make some music and make some money, and like I want to do this thing separately my own way. But I don't actually want to be like J Lo famous. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's entirely possible that she just did not want that. I don't know. Like. I will say this. I listened to the Duchess, her big solo album that she didn't follow up for like 10 years. Honestly, that album kicks fucking ass. Isn't it's that my, funny? Because it, it wasn't funny. it was not received that way. I don't seem to like I was looking that up and it didn't seem like people loved it at the time. And I think a lot of people found it to be annoying. It's hard to say because like this had like two number three number one hits on it. It was a big giant album but it didn't feel like a big giant album. It felt like, I don't know. I feel like critics had not yet come around to optimism all the way yet where it felt like this is very popular and it's killing the radio right now, but we don't have to take it seriously and we don't have to like it or even acknowledge it. Like, it's just like one of those annoying uh, albums that sticks around for a while. Then once it's gone, you'll forget completely about it. And honestly, people did kind of completely forget about it. It feels like never listened to this album until we were doing this episode. And I would say that this album is deserving of reappraisal. And by that, I mean, not just the singles. I mean, the record. I know, right? I don't think I'd listen to it either. And I'm like the pop guy. It's pretty good. There's some tracks on there that I actually really enjoyed. And, it, you know, the thing, so... One of the things that I I'd wanted to say at the beginning and then didn't is that just because I picked Jenny from the block does not mean that I prefer This Is Me Then. I find that to be a very boring record. Not oh, a no, bad record, but but it's not. In, I, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's interesting. She had, a lot of, she had a lot of control over some tracks on that record. And of course, a lot of the songs are, in fact, about the whole Benefer situation. And it's just kind of. It's a very bland R&B record on a lot of those tracks. Whereas, in contrast, The Duchess is kind of annoying, but it's also very interesting. She took a lot of weird swings with that record. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this is where Will I Am like really figured out that even on the album with My Humps on it, there was still like kind of a foot in like the like the the con- conscious rap backpackers that they had been and by the duchess will i am's like nope this is who i am full time and it turns out the best black eyed peas album is the one where the black eyed peas don't rap on it except fergie i i really think this is like will i am's best work fergie's best work i like glamorous a lot i don't think that one was a will i am bit but he did but fergalicious like, and that song is like really weird and obnoxious and i kind of like it <laughs> No, it stands up. Fergalicious stands up. Like, I, I should find it as annoying as I find m- many Black Eyed Peas songs, but I really don't. I, I mean, that's a yet another one where, like, Fergie completely does not, is not trying to project as glamorous in any way whatsoever. And I think, like, the fact that she released that first, plus every other Black Eyed Peas song, like, helped glamorous go down a lot easier than Jenny from the Block did. Like she's a, she seemed like a very sloppy drunk chick on, on record. Yeah. I don't boy. I mean, like she was like pre Kesha. I feel like, I guess this is a, this is a thing where like, I'm not, I'm going to say a thing and I'm not committed to it. I think that, but uh, we'll switch it it around and see if we like it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing in my head. What I'm thinking right now is, isn't sloppy white girl more palatable than successful Latina girl. (laughs) In the in, in in the in the larger pantheon of American culture, isn't that a more I'm not going accep- to a more a more a more accepted thing? I'm not spitting that one out yet. I, I think I, I think I, I think 
I think there's something there. Yeah. Uh, I do think that, you know, I am not the person to be like, that's racist. I don't know, but I, it's hard for me not to wonder what part this, the, the system that they're in had an impact on the way people viewed their desire to put out a song that was, Hey, I'm still just me from the, from, from where I grew up. I'm still just that regular person, you know. The value I would put on that, how much that impacted each of them, is greater than zero. Zero. How about that? And, you know, I, I will say this. Jenny from the block, there's a lot of things holding it back. I feel like it's more on message, even if it's not successful at selling the message, it's more on message than um, glamorous is, because there's like, it is like, there's a lot of elements in there that are all over the place. It was like, I'm real versus for like, I'm still a real person versus no, I'm fucking rich. It's like, if you ain't got no money, take your broke ass home. Like that seemed, that should sound arrogant. And like Ludacris's verse is all about being richity, richity, rich. It's, it's the songs that he picked to sample and the way they combine them together. And this is one of those early tracks where there's a lot of people. If you look at how many people are, are listed as being involved on the track, now, this is normal now for there to be like 10 billion kit cooks in the kitchen, but I don't think it was as common in 2002, but there's a lot of people involved and, um, you know, you get that, uh, 20th century steel bands, uh, heaven and hell is on earth at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really sets the tone and, um, the, that, that stuff from Enoch lights hijack, which is really more. I think that I don't know if it's exa- literally the exact same as um, Beat Nuts. Watch out now, but they—you can tell they. I don't think it's the same part. They cle- they but they clearly were influenced by the way that sounded, mm-hmm. and then um, the South South Bronx stuff, which is Boogie Down Productions. Um, those three things slash four things all combine to make a really like the production and the engineering on that song are honestly great. That's the thing that really gets me is that I feel like as good as the Duchess is as a record, Glamorous for me, having been a total outsider on this front, is one of the least interesting songs on the track for on that record for me. Whereas Jenny from the Block stands out to me as being the best song on This Is Me Then. I strongly disagree. I think like Glamorous is like packed with hooks. G L A M. Uh, you know, that's, it sounds great. I really love the beat. I love, if you ain't got no money, take your broke ass home. I, I would say glamorous is the best song on that album. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Cause if you look at Spotify, the, the, the most listened to song is a song that I don't care about at all, which is big girls don't cry. You know, I didn't mind that song. I'm fine with it. The most view. Listen though, man. I I don't know. It went to number one at the time. I don't know. Like, uh, it's not something I can imagine like wanting to seek out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I you know, I really like London Bridge, which is also yeah. like I like the like Fergalicious London Bridge. There's a couple other tracks on there that are just a little more obnoxious, and <laughs> I kind of appreciate it. And then if you're doing like the the chiller stuff, um, that last track with John Legend, finally, I actually really like that track. Again, that's very chill. Not like a super interesting song, but I find it, it goes down real smooth. It's a great way to end a record. It's a good album. It's really... I'm, I'm, I was very surprised. If there's one thing I hope people take away from this episode, it is that the Duchess is deserving of a reevaluation, or if you're us, literally any evaluation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember, like, I think Fergie, like, helped end my uh, pop uh, blackout, I guess. Because I remember that being one of, the, like, the first pop songs where I, I changed my mind. It's like, maybe I will listen to the pop stations more. Because actually, this this rules. And I remember, I do remember some of the snobs still being down. I was like, you you could be listening to M.I.A., goddammit. Who was, like, or Missy Elliott instead of, like, this washout bubblegum version of both of them, I guess. M.I.A., you say? M.I.A., yeah. Boy, I wonder how people feel about that right now. I don't know. If how, I how, how'd that work s- for them, huh? Yeah, she, she's a little cray. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not important. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I Again, like, the nice thing for me going in was that 
I didn't care at all and never did care about Fergie. And I barely cared about the Black Eyed Peas. So this was easy street for me. I listened to that song and like all I had to go by was Jack Harlow. Truly, if I had heard the song prior to hearing it sampled by Jack Harlow, I don't remember it. I straight up don't remember it at all. I don't know. It's like one of those things where like it was big, but it wasn't relevant. It was a number one hit, but it was like not something like the critics would like put on their end of list, even if they were like, now they were all about Rihanna. They were all about Beyonce, but uh, Fergie, definitely not. Definitely was not on any like critical radar. It just doesn't make me move. That's the thing. Like, I, I guess that I could see, you know, if I was at a party, like a house party and we're getting drunk, that weirdly that song would work in that category if everybody was not going to be a dick about it. They're <laughs> just going to be like, hey, let's just all accept the truth that the song is good and not be weird. Um, I, which I think is probably a lot easier to do in 2023, let's be honest. Um, but wait, 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 which song are we talking about? Um, we're talking about for you right now. We're talking about glamorous. Okay. Whereas Jenny from the Block, I think the thing that really sold me on it is that I don't have an ass to move. But if I did, it would be moving prodigiously. Um, it's a it's 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 an ass shaker of a song. I like the general energy of it. Again, like the lyrics don't always work for me, but other than, I don't I don't hate the lyrics other than the Oprah line, which <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know why. And I'm like, boy, that's that's so embarrassing. We've talked about this in the past. How uh, I once saw an interview with Michael Jackson talking about music, and now he said that sometimes he the lyrics didn't matter at all. It was the way words sounded and the, the the volume, the pitch, all that stuff that would make words have a different meaning or a different vibe and make you feel something that wasn't necessarily what the words meant. And I feel like Jenny from the Block, not that, and, and you know, Jennifer Lopez is not a bad singer, but she's not. There's a reason why people say she can't sing. She's just, when you're comparing her with other divas, no. If you're comparing her with Mariah Carey, no, categorically she cannot sing, but the notes that she uses again, there's like some fun syncopation there. It just really, it makes my whole body move. I don't know. I feel like that uh-huh. song is great. I wasn't expecting to love it so much, but I could listen to it over and over again. We're going to diverge again. Cause I, I can't think of a, a, a song that me, where the words matter more than Jenny from the block. Like it, it just, it's all I can think about when I hear these so- songs. And I remember, I don't know. I can still put myself back and like, I'm a, snotty teenager in 2002 who doesn't like who thinks they're overexposed the both of them just not very hard to like yeah I, don't know. I, I always think of like the uh her first video if you had my love which is all about like mm-hmm. everyone watching mm-hmm. her, this video mm-hmm. and being like stunned mm-hmm. you can see like the the mechanic who's like so turned on by jennifer lopez that he, the car behind him catches fire there's like some other girls like looking at her all being jealous and stuff like, trust me, that's what happens in that video. I, I, yeah, I remember. I mean, detect the lie. Jennifer Lopez is very fucking hot. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like, or am I yeah. supposed to pretend that's not true? <laughs> am I, man, she's so arrogant. She thinks she is stunningly gorgeous. She is right. If that's what she thinks, yeah. she's correct. Like, I, I have no, no notes on that front. Um, I did in, in probably in 2002, 2003, because... I, I was not a teenager, uh, well, but I was my early 20s and certainly was extremely arrogant at the time in my own way. I mean, she she was also trying to convince you that she wasn't, so... Well, you can be both. Why yeah. can't both things be true? You can be Jenny from the block and also be the hottest person on the planet. Both of those things... People contain multitudes, Todd. <laughs> you know, it's... it. I don't know. It feels so weird. It's like no one ever, like, came to her defense... But everyone likes her now. I, I really she just, think she just that wrote it out. It's Hustlers was a big turning point for her. Yeah. And and uh, the, the Super Bowl was that year also, I think. Yeah, and she had that really great performance because it was her and Shakira, right? That is what yeah. happened. I remember that also having a massive seismic impact on people's perception of her. Big re- big reevaluation. Yeah, and, also uh, also let's get loud becoming like a, a sports anthem like perennial. Which is so weird. I mean, it makes sense as a sports anthem, but also let's get loud of her singles. I don't think it was a single. Well, I thought it was. I can tell you this. It does not make me want to get loud. 
<laughs> it well, never everyone has. loves that song too. And that I, one, I, I, I never, I could never, I, Waiting for Tonight and now Jenny from the Block. And yeah, I mean, like, there's a couple other tracks that I do genuinely like of hers, but um, no, Let's Get Loud never did it for me. I'm never like, oh yeah, I'm going to get loud now. Yeah. No. <laughs> I guess it was a single, but it wasn't like big at the time. I only know it because, you know, from, because it keeps uh, showing up in things. But I don't know. It's like weird. Like that's the only one I hear nowadays of like the classic JLo songs. I haven't heard Jenny from the block, like in the wild for in forever. I haven't heard love. Don't cost a thing or waiting for tonight, which rules. Well, since this is, the, this, since this is the best music podcast out there, I think that we're going to change the game. Todd, <laughs> everybody listens to our podcast, hugely successful. Um, this is going to be the time when people start listening to that song. It's going to really rank up the listens. Anyway, um, we've been talking for a long time. You want to do the four? Yeah, it's four time questions? for four questions, yes. All right. We'll do these four questions after we babble on for a while um, in order to hopefully create some kind of coherent, actual argument in favor of one song or the other. First question uh, is a historical one, I suppose. Uh, one of these songs is going to stick around. It's going to be a song that just lives on and on and on and on. The other one, it's going away forever. It's like it never existed in the first place. Todd for the culture. Which song has to stay? You know, I didn't think anyone really remembered Glamorous until uh, Jack Harlow brought it back and everyone was like, you know what? This song kicks ass. We should have been listening to it constantly all the time. and it's, it's time it gets its flowers. But other than that, I don't think, I don't know that people were um, had much thoughts or like had embedded itself too much in people's lives or in the culture versus Jenny from the block. I don't think it's done that either, except it very much is attached to Jennifer Lopez, the person it might be her signature song, honestly. I, I mean, I, here's, here's a question that I, I don't know that we have, I don't have the juice to answer this, but I think somebody, if somebody thinks of it, tweet us your answer. Um, if it wasn't this song, if it wasn't Jenny from the block that became the, the song that like galvanized people to be dicks about celebrity culture in this way, it single-handedly take down Ben Affleck's career. <laughs> what would have, what would it have been? Like, because Ben Affleck's career was not going to last anyway. Um, he was he was going to have he was destined for a downturn. He was destined to be a, a, a cigarette smoking meme. We all know that, although that happened much later. But um, I wonder what it, what would have happened instead if it wasn't that song that had gotten all of that negative attention. What would it have been instead? What other songs came out at the time? Because it feels like I don't want to say that Jenny from the Block is important because there's always going to be some artist, some woman artist that steps out of line and then people get pissy. But I don't, I, I can't pick. I guess Glamorous just because of the Jack Carlo thing, I guess. But I don't even think that song's very good. It's not. It, it really isn't. I, 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 I would know. say like if we're saying which one is more important, uh, it would have to be Jenny from the Block. I guess it is because it had such a, it, people talked about it so much. Yeah. All right. Second question is uh, sort of also historical, but from a different angle. Uh, you can sort of experience Soup to Nuts, the entire creation of one and only one of these two songs. That would include the creation of the music video and stuff that's happening around that time. Which one do you want to see how the sausage got made? Which is the one that you want to see the the, the, the the stuff that nobody knows about? I don't know. I mean, like My first thing was to say, well, Jenny from the Block is the more interesting song. But I was like, what? What else is to not? What else is yes. to know? What else is to know? Yeah. Like, it feels like I already knew way too much about Jen and Ben in 2002. Yeah. I kind of want to give it to Fergie uh, specifically because I now that I am appreciating, appreciating Duchess, like, man, I want to know more about the creation of that record. Like, what was happening with Black Eyed Peas, what was it that made her go, I've got enough stuff that makes this worthy to do a separate album? What was the what was the process like? I think for that, I think for the album as a whole, now that I've got a newfound appreciation for it, um, I would say Fergie. I would say glamorous for this. Yeah, I think I think I would too. All right. Question number three. Megan these oh shit. Megan these Stallion's gotta get one. 
going to get, not for me, it ain't, um, is going to get up to a night of hot girl shit. And before she does that, she's going to listen to a playlist as she prepares, as she does, I assume. But we're close friends. I don't know why I'm acting like Meg and I are so close that I know that she's got this playlist. And every time we do this, she adds one of these two songs to the playlist. So for Meg's sake, which one of these songs is hot girl shit? I don't know. They're, they're both very hot girl shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You seem to think uh, there's a clear answer. You tell me and you tell me why. Uh, again, it's the energy of, of Jenny from the block for me. That I, I think feel it like, might be, it's more up tempo. Yeah. There is that, there is that section that you keep bringing up of, of glamorous where like they're talking about like being poor. Yeah. <laughs> Which has, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a distinctly Meg vibe about that. I don't know. It's tough. I think I still give it I to Jenny on the block. up to here. I think I give it to Jenny from the block. I'll, I, I won't dispute it. Let's. And now. A very oh weird, a very weird question. William Shatner, actor, thespian, equestrian, guy who's thinking about death a lot lately, apparently. Uh, he's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs before he dies. <laughs> Which one of these songs must be shot upon, Todd? This is so hard because these are both winners. These are <laughs> both real winners, right? Oh, boy. I, th- I think it has to be Jenny from the block. I think. I think the juxtaposition, because it's so incorrect. <laughs> Don't right? be fooled by the rocks that I got. Is just too funny. It's too funny. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't believe he hasn't already done it. <laughs> In fact, I didn't check. Has he already done it? <laughs> if not, he should. Before he, he should. shuffles he off this mortal should. coil. Yes, yes. Literally, like on his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Jenny from the block. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, all right. So right now, he was the most the qu- human. The, yes, yes. Of all of, of all of the souls I've encountered in my travels, his is the most from the block. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so firmly, the questions are on the side of Jenny. I agree. However, the questions don't really matter. What matters most is the listeners. So let's go to the listener comments and then find out what the vote result was. All right. Gator McKinley writes, I'm trying to picture Jack Harlow doing a Jennifer Lopez themed rap song. <clears throat> Smoking a J, creep on the low. Don't be a fool. I'm still Jack from the block. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, made myself feel a little nauseous with that one. Fergie by a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, that suggests that that Jack Harlow song is good and it isn't i mean i guess maybe better to be bland and uninteresting than to be that that uncomfortably awkward yeah all right thomas r writes i know there's a lot of questions as to the realness of j-lo but is fergie's idea of a simple life being owning a mustang really that much better owning a car seems very aspirational to me personally i always thought i must be hearing that line wrong like sitting there reminiscing on days when I had a Mustang. I thought Mustang was like a cool car, like a cool, fancy car that you would want to have. I mean, it's that don't think they're cheap. I think aren't they kind of expensive? I mean, I'm not a car person. I always think of them as being like muscle cars, hard, hard, you know, get to maintain them. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a hoopty car. I don't think it's not like a car you can like, even if it's not as fancy as I thought it was. It's not like something you can just say, like, like a Kia or something. Uh, not a gremlin. No, um. Anyway. Yes, great. Great insight from us. Yeah. Uh, Noah Mickelson writes, J-Lo steals this from Fergie with the best hip-hop flute of the pre-Lizzo era. It is a good flute. I forgot to bring up the flute. The flute's very good. <laughs> it's it's a solidly impressive flute, and it never stops during that entire song, I don't think. Top-tier fluting. Dip-Dop writes, Jenny from the Block has big... Dr. Oz filming himself in a Wegmans while calling it Wegner's energy. That's hurtful. I'm not sure it's <laughs> wrong, but. Anusha writes, well, Jenny went to the block and they said, we don't know her. So I feel glamorous might win. Like, Again, and then so that's some real New York post accepted. <laughs> You're accepting what the post is telling you. <laughs> no, no. Like they, they posted the video apparently of Jennifer Lopez literally walking up to her childhood home and saying like, hi, I used to live here. 
and like the owner going, who are you? Like I'm Jennifer Lopez and just no recognition of the most famous woman in America. Yeah. That seems intentional. Doesn't it? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. It, he, he just seemed like a really out of touch old guy, honestly. All right. All right. Eric writes, I am so happy that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are back together and they're able to enjoy their lives now that neither of them are the focus of the fucking tabloid Eye of Sauron gaze. An amazing love story. Jenny from the block sucked. (laughs) It doesn't suck, but I am also happy that they are able to, again, enjoy themselves now that Jennifer Lopez is, you know, successful pretty much no matter what. Maybe not to the extent that she was and Ben Affleck is just... A trash fire forever. It doesn't matter what he does, so they don't have to think about it too much. Yep. The Hand of the People writes, I'm not telling you two how to run your show, but I desperately wish you'd put Glamorous up against Gwen Stefani's Luxurious so I could offer my take that they had identical singles from their first albums. Hollaback well, Girl versus London Bridge, Cool versus Big Girls Don't Cry, and Rich Girl versus Fergalicious. It's interesting that you bring that up. Because uh, Glamorous was originally supposed to be a Gwen Stefani track, and she turned it down. Yeah, she went for Luxurious. Luxurious. Yeah, I guess they would have been redundant on the same track. I mean, on the same album. And I did think of Luxurious, and I did think of it at the time, long before I had an idea to turn song versus song into a podcast or review music whatsoever. But I did think it was like Luxurious versus Glamorous. They're the same song. They're not the same song, but that's how I thought of them at the time. Well, you blew it. Wow. (laughs) MJS writes, a woman who seems effortlessly glamorous, but trying desperately to sound humble and relatable versus someone who seems inherently trashy, but is trying to sound like a glamorous sophisticate. That's pretty right, I feel like. I love when the picks are two opposite sides of the same coin. All right, and one last one. Excalibur Excalibur writes, Looking at the poll, it seems like a lot of people did get fooled by the rocks that she got. Oh? I don't know what that means, though. Well, I... That could go either way. I guess it could go either way. I have been very curious. I did not look. I have no idea. I had assumed going in... That was the last comment you said? Yeah. My assumption was that Fergie was going to win because of this sort of um, reevaluation that Glamorous has gotten. Because Jenny from the Block, the song I don't feel like has really gotten. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like the song has gotten a reevaluation so much no. as Jennifer Lopez herself got a reevaluation. Those are two different things. That is true. But also, I'm not sure those are two different things, actually. Jenny from the Block is Jennifer Lopez and vice versa. Well, you know, we'll see. Yes. So you think, you think Glamorous won? How- My guess was that Glamorous won. Well, what what's the spread? You think? I I assumed it would be pretty close. I I was thinking it was like a fifty five forty five. All right. For a total of four seventy one to two eighty eight, that's sixty two thirty eight. Jennifer Lobos can take her broke ass home because the winner is Glamorous by Fergie. Wow! Look at that. Yep. I didn't think it was going to be like that. Damn. That Fergie comeback is is, is going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. I mean, now was the time to to listen to the Duchess. I don't know. She put out a second album called Double Duchess, which I did not listen to because I heard one single from it and it was terrible. I'm now I'm a little curious. I mean, I don't know if that's actually going to pay dividends, but I might, I might, I might give it a chance. I might yeah. regret it, but I might give it. I might. I I may. I, don't know. I just. I just. I just may. If if I really wanted to, and I just realized this now, I could put. Jennifer Lopez's failed comeback song Booty versus Fergie's failed comeback song Milk Money or Milf Money, excuse me. Oh God. Milf <laughs> Milf Money? Milf Money. Oh my gosh. That is okay, I haven't listened to it. Better or worse than Megan Trainer's mother. They're bad in different ways. All right. I just I <laughs> as as someone who believes pretty strongly that, that Megan Trainer's mother might be end up being the worst song of this year. It's hard to imagine anything being worse than that. Although it has been not to spoil it. I mean, it's so many months before we get to the end of this year, but you've really got your work cut out for you. Don't you? 
It's a uh, wealth of bad music coming out this year. Entertainingly, awfully bad. It's a year, all right. It's sure so much is. more to come. Anyway, yes. All right. Thank you for listening. If you like us, you can um, donate to our Patreon because we need money. We need money all the time. We have uh, sick pets. That's right. I have a sick cat. My cat's very sick, and I have to take him to the vet constantly. Uh, so if you can, not to say that I'm begging, but I am begging. Um, it costs you a dollar. Uh, you get a bonus episode every month. You get a, If you're just joining up now, you get every single bonus episode that we've ever done. Uh, I put out a thing once a month that's sort of a playlist of new music that came out in the previous month. So if you're trying to get into music that you may have never listened to before, Getting the new stuff. I'm here to help you. That only costs you a dollar. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's it's one buck. Sick cat. A thousand points of light. Um, follow the course. It's a weird right. reference I did to George H.W. Bush at the yeah, end. Yeah, where did that come from? I, I don't know. I'm deranged. All right. If you can't do that, just recommend us to your friends. We love it. And uh, the, the more you uh, like us, the more you should get more people to like us. I feel like. That's right, Todd. (laughs) All right. You ready for the next episode? Yes. All right. We are doing the Talking Heads burning down the house versus Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer. Holy shit. Not fucking around this week. No, I (laughs) guess not. Next episode is going to be difficult. Stressful. Yeah, I don't even know which one I'm picking yet. I'll think about it real hard. Not that I need to listen to these songs many more times than I already have. You gotta listen to them back to back. That's the that's the trick. You listen to them one right after the other, and then you just shoot from the hip. That's how I do it, and I'm never wrong. Right, Todd? Uh, were you saying something? Or See you next time, attention? everybody. <laughs>